This episode is brought to you by Netgear, Orbi Wi-Fi 6. Is your Wi-Fi feeling old? It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is if your Wi-Fi router is old and outdated. With Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel new again. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. Coming up on TMS, I ride it naked. Can't believe I have to say this. I'm gonna jam this mic up my own butt. Free Canadian hotel room with with flies wide open. Don't talk to strafangers. Doggy toots before she poots. The condiment must come from a man. Loser, loser, something chooser. Whip out your flip phone. It's kind of a big deal. Christian Mingle, the movie. What happened to Jared? Did he die? Tom's tech time. <laughs> Recommendals and more on this episode of the Morning Stream. I'd gladly take that chance to get to you, Kaibo Ren. <laughs> Try if you like. That's your decision. The rest, I will leave up to your father. So, is it agreed? Yes, it is agreed. What did he say? This is the morning stream, and this is my boomstick. What did he say? <laughs> Welcome to TMS, everybody. This is the morning stream. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbitt. It is uh, Wednesday, February 12th, and it is the year 2020 of our Lord. That's right. You know, we didn't even make note of the fact that yesterday, if you write the month as 02, mm -hmm. yesterday was yet another palindromic day. Oh, that's right. 021120. That's right. I always forget to I always forget to mark those because those are great and you don't get them very often. We should mm -hmm. celebrate them, right? We should be into yeah, it. Yeah, we should. We're going to get another one on the 22nd. Be ready, Scott. There's another one on the 22nd. It'll be a Saturday. We won't have a show that day, but mark my words, we will have one. Let's see. 02, 2, 2, 2020. Yeah. Or 2 0, yeah. Well, unless you do the, you, do you have to, well, I guess you just do, you, you only have to count the 2 0, right? You don't have to count the mm -hmm. whole number. Right. You don't have to do the 2020. Because we all assume it's not the year. Uh, you know, 20 AD. We know that, right? <laughs> right. We know it's not 20. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're pretty sure we've got that part taken care of. Yes. Yes. Hey, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Great to be here. Good to have you. We've got a bunch of poop to do today. Got Tom later. Nicole, I think. I haven't heard from her, but I think we'll have her on okay. uh, for the recommendals. Uh, one Either way or the other. We'll get a text message in about two minutes that says, crap! Exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we get crap. We get crap text from Nicole. <laughs> Sometimes we get crap. Yeah, hopefully everything's good. Um, but if not, we'll uh, soldier on because we have recommendals of our own that we're going to make today. Mm -hmm. uh, mine is very proper. My recommendal today is very proper today. Oh, proper. Yes, very proper. Oh, yes, oh. that's a hint to you. I already, I already have a guess. Now do you? Because it's very proper. <laughs> uh, we'll see how that gets. Uh, is gets... it a film based on a TV show, perchance? Negative. It's oh, okay. a so film. It's not Down Abbey the movie. No, it's a film based upon uh, uh, historical truth and evidence. Ah, we'll see okay. how it, we'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, we're gonna start things off with an email. Hopefully, this doesn't fire too many people up. But we got an email because we we had made the comment, or I had made the comment. I don't want to attribute this to Brian uh, necessarily because I don't think you said this directly. But well, I, I did. I did bring up the comment. Why do they have Christian movies when they don't have? atheist movies or agnostic movies. Oh, right, movies. right, right, right. That's a good point. <laughs> so I may have, I may have, uh, <laughs> I mean, technically, I guess technically they, they do, right? They're just not overtly that. Like, 
for example, uh, if you go see, I don't know, let me think of a good one here. Um, yeah, you uh, you go see Star Wars, okay? It's not yeah. overtly an agnostic and or atheist film, but it does ignore the Christian God. Do you see what I'm saying? So by its nature, it's kind of the opposite of a Christian film. Well, right? wouldn't that just make, I mean, that would make 90% of movies out there. Exactly. That's entirely my point, is that most movies are not, yeah, but it and doesn't, that's why I but hate it doesn't, them. That's why I hate them. It doesn't them. Uh, forward the, the agnostic way of thinking or the atheist way of thinking as much as a Christian film pushes forward the Christian way of thinking. Okay, good, it's point. Not like, good point. It's not like Star Wars says, by the way, there aren't any gods. Gods are, gods are fake, gods are not real, and, uh, and oh, no, Darth Vader's choking me because I said that. No, it's a good... It's <laughs> you will pay for your insolence, and you'll crack yeah. your neck. No, I okay, I totally get that. Um, uh, as someone in the Free Ranger says the Ricky Gervais movie, The Intention of Lying, was a very atheist film. Yeah, I wouldn't even, and you know what? I wouldn't even say, um, what was the Jim Carrey movie? Or Invention, uh, Intention. What's that? Uh, invention, not Intention. Sorry, I said the name of the oh, movie wrong. No, not, yeah, not The Invention. I mean, I saw that in the chat room too. Yeah. But what was the Jim Carrey movie where, um, where uh, he meets Morgan Freeman as God and uh, um, Evan Al not Evan uh, Bruce, Almighty, Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Evan Almighty is the bad that, one. Yeah. That was the Corell one. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't even say Bruce Almighty is a Christian film, even though it features a it features God and, you know, Christian beliefs. But it doesn't try and push the I don't want to say agenda, because that will that will upset somebody. But it doesn't it doesn't um a belief in God isn't central to the movement of that film no like george Burns, right. oh god yeah. or oh god you devil or any of those movies same kind of thing right I wouldn't same call deal. any of those yeah. christian movies i don't know if is... i don't know if they're pure parody or not but they're like uh they, they take the concept and they just broadly brush it and have some fun with it right yeah exactly. I, I agree so all right mm -hmm. you're and so i think your your theory holds there aren't any overtly I mean, there aren't many, I should say, overtly yeah. atheists. I'm sure or somebody whatever. will point one out to us like, oh, yeah, there's this one that. <laughs> yeah, there's probably something that we don't know Played about. Played by uh, Kirk Cameron's evil twin in this other film right here. <laughs> right. But this, and, and so that's, I think what we've, what we've done, we've talked about the other examples, but we've kind of proved the point, which is I think you classify these as ones that are pushing a specific, or if not pushing, reinforcing a specific set of beliefs, okay? So that's usually what you would say a Christian yeah. film is. All right, so this guy wrote in. His name is Zach Holder. Sent us an email last night. Uh, his subject was TMS, Oscars, and Christian movies. He says, hey, Scott and Brian, I was listening to your episode post-Oscars, and you brought up the Christian films. Scott brought up the question, quote, do Christians want to be pandered to like that uh, with that type of movie? He says, being a Christian, I suppose I am qualified to answer. I can't speak for all Christians, but I myself loathe Christian movies. They are more often poorly made, bad cinematography, acting scores, and the list goes on. And on top of that, and on uh, the the on the nose preachy messaging, uh, uh, and they are all pretty unbearable. I've never seen one that I liked, and growing up in a Christian home, I've unfortunately seen my fair share of them. I feel the way. Uh, uh, sorry, I feel like the way to do a Christian film is more along the lines of Lord of the Rings and Narnia. Both Tolkien and Lewis, the authors of the books, were Christians. Although, didn't I thought Tolkien was like kind of atheist and would argue with his, with his good friend uh, C.S. Lewis. Is that not true? Oh, really? Why do I have that I in my know. head? I thought it was. I thought those two were had a playful, a playful, playful but serious Thanks, disagreement about yeah. religion. I could be wrong about that. 
Anyway, we'll we'll go ahead as if oh was he devoutly Catholic? Is that what it was? So one was super Catholic, the other one was uh, Protestant, I guess. C.S. Lewis was pretty Protestant. Anyway, says here uh, and throughout, you can find different metaphors and allegories for Christianity, but good storytelling is prioritized, and the delivery of those themes is far uh, less on the nose. Just thought I would give you my perspective. Anyway, love TMS Core TWBD, and have caught your other shows here and there. Keep up the great work, guys, Zach. Cool. Well, Zach, you, Zach. I appreciate the, sure you, uh, the 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 insider info there, buddy. Yeah, make uh, Zach make sure you tune into our episode of Film Sack where we uh, where we decide to watch Left Behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, can't wait. Actually, the one with Christian, uh, or, uh, sorry, Nicholas Cage might be a fun, dumb thing to watch. Maybe. Which what was the one that he? What was the one that he did? Uh, hold on. Was it one of the Left Behinds, or it was something like that? Uh, Nick Cage, Left Behind. I think it was Left Behind Two. Let's see. Oh, really? Or maybe just so he showed up behind. for the sequel. It may have just they left me behind as well. <laughs> but I was over there, and I wasn't here in the first movie. I didn't hear you because my face was off. <laughs> here it is. Uh, it is. Yeah. It was the first one. Left behind. Oh, twenty fourteen. Yeah. yeah. I think we need to watch that. One percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. He plays a pilot of a plane. So. Could this even be called, like, can it be considered sci-fi because of the premise? Like, you know, all of a sudden, I don't know. 80% of the people on the earth disappear or something. I could eat, uh, I could eat I don't even know the bread for it. hours. I think the deal was it's like a rapture happened and he wasn't well, he wasn't taken, right? That yeah, deal? yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that. I just don't know. I don't know what percentage, what the breakdown of <laughs> sinners to <laughs> chosen ones was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is this yeah. like a remake of the Kirk Cameron stuff that was earlier? Rusty Nail says the Kirk Cameron stuff was early 2000s. Did but it was Kirk Cameron time. do Left Behind movies as well? I think so. They're books, right? Oh. There's some books. There are books, on? yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they sound terrible. I don't want to watch this. Maybe I don't yeah, want Even Even here. with him oh, in there. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Left Behind the movie. Uh-huh. First released on video and DVD. No way. Oh, and then to cinemas where it fared poorly in the movie. Cameron Buck Williams was played by former Growing Pain star Kirk Cameron. Great. That's fantastic. Is this yeah. the same character? Let's see. Uh, okay, I'm trying to find this here. Rafer. Oh, yeah, Cameron Buck Williams is his name. Cameron Buck Williams. <laughs> Although uh, that's Chad Michael Murray in the newer film, Nicolas Cage's Rayford Steele. I'm Rayford Steele. I'm Rayford Steele. Yeah. I could eat this. Uh, Sacram- Leah Thompson is in that. Who else do we have? I could uh, eat this sacramental wine for hours, wow. he says. There's oh, I'm never going to get that joke out. I'm so sad. It's such a good joke. It's oh, never going it? to get out. He's just going he to eat that sacramental wine for hours. It's too <laughs> late. It's too late now. I can't do it now. All right. Sorry. Who else is in that, did you say? Good. There's somebody named Han Soto. H-A-N-S-O-T-O. Han Soto in the movie Left Behind. Character or actor? Actor. Maybe he's a character actor. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I just love the fact that there's like someone who's one letter off of being Han Solo. And and if you glance at his name in the right font, it looks like Han Solo. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. That's a weird name. Han Soto. Han Soto. I'm looking him up. Okay. Let's see. Han Soto. <laughs> the first <laughs> the first result <laughs> I get in the Google did search is mean? Han Solo. Yeah. And did you mean Han yeah. Solo? <laughs> All right. Han Soto is... Oh, he's, a, he's an Asian actor. And he's in. We have to fire Han. <laughs> we have to fire Han from the movie. <laughs> oh, he was in Watchmen. 
as a Vietnamese cab driver. He was a uh, valet in Logan. Uh, Yeah, looks like valets and stuff (laughs) are his thing. He's in the purge. Cab drivers, valets. I'm sorry that it feels like you're getting a little bit typecast. Paramedic Sal in the movie Parallels. He's still working, though. Camera clerk in the movie Dead Still. Oh, he does a lot of Christian movies, though. He's got The Good Samaritan coming up. Um, Mm. He's got... uh, Oh, in that Ender's Game movie from 2013, he was Lieutenant Soto. Ah, Lieutenant Soto. Fantastic. Yes. He's in Christmas in Louisiana, a fantastic film that aired on the uh, Guess What channel. You know the one. <laughs> really? Where mm-hmm. he played a voodoo doll? Is no, that what I see? Wait, wait, no, he doesn't. Does he? Oh, oh no, that's in the Christmas oh. present short. <laughs> <laughs> he plays a voodoo doll. He does. In a movie called uh, The Christmas Present, he plays uh, a voodoo doll. Boy, how would you like to get typecast as the voodoo doll in your Christian Man, movie? This, this poor guy. I mean, basically, he is uh, very rarely given a name, a character name. Yeah. He's like North Korean guard, male doctor, Asian delivery guy, mm-hmm. clerk. Yeah, he doesn't. This is his job in life. He's in a lot of things. Yeah. He's just. Yeah, he is. He's getting work. Yeah. He's just not getting the big work, I guess. I don't right. know. Right. Right. Uh, we got another email about. Uh, this is from Jeff Sire. We love hearing from him up in Canada, Canada. Yes, we do. <laughs> he says, uh, on open flies, at first I thought I wrote open files. I'm like, wait a minute, what did I have him say? But, <laughs> oh, did I give up my Dropbox? Uh, sorry. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Scott and Brian, good discussion Monday on what the proper etiquette is to tell your waiter that his fly is open. Brian had a couple of very good suggestions. Nice to see that Scott chose the more discreet option of doing nothing at a time uh, uh, at the time, but waiting till Monday to say the exact restaurant, city, and time of the meal, and dis- <laughs> disseminate that information uh, to what to tens of thousands of listeners. Yeah, that's what I do. Very hateful, <laughs> helpful, helpful. Maybe he didn't mean hateful. Very helpful to the waiter, I'm sure. Does this fall into the any press is good press realm? Jeff Sire from um, from Bromanville, love- Ontario. I love Jeff's sarcastic emails. Like they are, uh, they are. I think the echelon that Free Hotel Room aspires to be. I was going to say he's the he's the Canadian Free Hotel Room. He's the he's the free he's the free uh, Hortons Room. Yeah. <laughs> but this is literally my job on TMS is to have the awkward experience and then bring yes. it to the people, bring it to the masses. Right. 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 I mean, what am I supposed to do? Not mention this at all? Like, oh, I just. For for his privacy, no, of course not. The guy's wean virtually had his wiener out. I have to talk about it on the show. <laughs> virtually had his. I think there's a little bit of a difference. Well, yeah. I'll he looked at the menu and said uh, when he came over, he's like, "Oh, is the your flies open fresh today? I think I might go with your flies open. Um, <laughs> how is the how is the your flies open served? Is it uh... <laughs> how late is your flies open? <laughs> I like that. That's pretty Can good. Can I get the, uh, your flies open on the side, please? It's a very Seinfeld <laughs> thing to do. There are times I feel like I do live in a Seinfeld episode, and this was one of those where you just don't know yeah. what to say and what to do, and I don't know. And you could see, okay, so I will tell you what I could see. He just had a thin little undie thing there, right, where the window where mm-hmm. the window to his soul is. White, tidy whitey, or was he a patterned boxers It was of some guy? kind of gray unit deal, some kind of gray thing, like gray okay. material. Gray, and I gray wasn't, cloth. Yeah, and I didn't look too hard or anything, but... Um, you are reminded in those situations that he has only got one layer of very thin material between you 
and Jimmy John, right? Like right. It's that speaking of much. Uh, Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that's separating him from us is a thin layer of gabardine. It's <laughs> such a good episode. I've been <laughs> loving every minute of it. Anyway. I'm flipping and flopping, Jerry. <laughs> He's, I told he's, you that we. Uh, yeah. I told you that we we had the kids watch uh, Seinfeld one last time before before they moved out before they're moving out. No. Start today. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, we just, had them watch. So yeah. we uh, uh, before Kay moved in, we had Tristan watch the um, the Soup Nazi episode. Great, okay. like self-contained. You don't need to know a lot of backstory lore. Any Seinfeld lore to appreciate. Yeah, Soup Nazi is a great entry point, even though it's like final season. It's still good for that. That's right. Um, so we decided, okay, well, let's have them watch another one because the topic came up at Tina's birthday uh, uh, when we were sharing cake with her parents, and topic of Seinfeld came up. Thank God it wasn't the topic of politics. And um, uh, and I said, you know what? We're going to have you guys watch. As soon as we get home, we're going to watch another episode. I'm trying to think, all right, good self-contained episode that won't be as... My, you know the 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 contest would probably freak Kay out because that's a pretty a pretty touchy subject to your boyfriend's parents to watch a show with your boyfriend's parents about. Um, but another good one, I think the I think this Chinese restaurant one would be a good one. I think yeah. that's a good one. All yeah. right, yeah. so we decide on the Chinese restaurant. Sure, that's season one forgotten. or season two or, or it something. is season one. Yeah, yeah, it's very early on. Yeah, I had forgotten that uh, so much of that op- episode. Uh, relies on the gag of George trying to get a phone call to Tatiana to let let her know that they were at a uh, they were waiting for at the restaurant, and it involves a payphone, which kids these days really don't see much of. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't have the 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 sense of what that meant, like having to share right. it with a bunch of strangers and you know being in line for a payphone. Like that's just completely foreign to them. That yeah. episode does not exist with the advent of cell phones and open table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Chinese restaurant episode. Yeah. Cuz they would have gotten on open table beforehand. Yep. Uh made their reservation then and then uh <laughs> But it's a great it's a it provides so many of the great moments like him screaming, you know, we live in a society or when the guy finally gets off and says, sorry, that took me so long. And George is suddenly, oh, no problem. It's fine. As even though he'd been right, freaking right. out for the last half hour. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> the a, other there's amazing there material and... there that, that relies on that phone call. And so it it, on the one hand, you're like, yeah, that's great. But then you show it to a kid and you realize, oh, they don't even know what this is. Yeah. I mean, they did, you know, they did laugh at the uh, Cartwright. They laughed at that whole thing. And they laughed at Jerry offering Elaine 50 bucks if she goes and eats an egg roll <laughs> off of uh, somebody else's plate and just says thank you and walks away. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great episode. And I'm reminded of it every time I see somebody get food before we do, even though we got there before they did. Yes. Or, yes. Like, or, just... or get a table before you do. Like, yeah. wait a minute, we're waiting here. And those people just walked in. Yeah. It's great. Uh, you know what? You did a service. It's important that those guys uh, watch that. We used to, you know, when the kid, when my two oldest were little, little, they would watch Seinfeld with us, but they didn't know what was going on. They were too small. Right, right. But since, uh, who was it? Hulu that got it a few years ago? Five five yeah, years ago, whatever Hulu it is? Has, yeah, Hulu has it now. That yeah. thing's on nonstop with mm-hmm. them. Like Carter draws to Seinfeld. She'll just draw mm-hmm. all night and watch, have Seinfeld go into the background. It's, it's like a com- it. it's comfort food. And it it's is. still funny. Like I'm yeah. still laughing at, you know. No, it's great. Stuff in that it's, it's it's considered, you know, the greatest American sitcom for a reason. And I know some people don't <laughs> agree with that, and that's fine. I'm not saying this is for everyone, but yeah. 
That's fine. They're wrong, but it's fine. Yeah, it's they're fine wrong. For them to think it's that. okay for them yeah. to be wrong. I don't mind people being wrong. Yeah. It's fine. No, it's totally fine for them to be wrong. Uh, Aaron, I think it's staying. <laughs> I think it stays on. Uh, it stays yeah, on, I think Hulu. It's on Hulu. I think Hulu bought bought a very, a very. Okay, I'm here in the dog. That's what I keep. I don't know if you've seen me like lift my headphones. Um, you know how like sometimes uh, in the summertime you've got your your sprinklers. I don't know if you have automatic sprinklers, but we do. You hear this like as it changes from one zone to another mm-hmm. and you can kind of hear in the basement because mm-hmm. you're probably really close to the the uh, switch yeah and the pipes and stuff i keep yeah. hearing that and i'm thinking all right tina's not home obviously the sprinklers aren't going what am i hearing and i realize it's the dog behind me daisy is having some sort of licking her choo-choo gastric. oh no she's having some sort of gastric issue this is either these are either uh gas expellations <laughs> <laughs> or uh-huh. stomach distress. Oh no. I don't know if it's like inside her tummy going <laughs> or if it's or if it's making their their way out. You might have a blowout any second here. I'm not I'm not smelling anything, so I think it's all internal. Okay. For now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or she's she's conjuring up a big one. You gotta watch she, out. Oh god, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You never know. She's nervous because Tristan has uh They've got all their stuff in the living room getting ready to move out. And so I think she senses that that he's moving out again. So Our dogs do that. They freak out if anything changes. Like, oh, there's yeah, a couch that's yes. been moved. Oh, no. What? Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. The whole world is ending yeah. because this is different. According to Carter, though, the cat is so happy now where he is. Just th- thrilled to be away from these dogs. So, good. yeah, the cat, oh, good. the cat is as happy with that move as hey. Carter was. He gets to be, you know, the the leader, the the king of the castle, basically. That's true. She's supposed to be here this morning and on her way to a dental appointment. I don't know if I'm going to see her or not. She might pop in and just smile in the stream. I don't know. That'll be cool. We'll find out. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for your emails, guys. We appreciate it as always. Uh, the morning stream at gmail.com is a great way for you to do that on the frequent. And uh, we love hearing from you and would love to hear more from you. Yeah. All right. For yeah. some reason, I can't add Dunaway. Why? Done away. Confirm new group. Weird. It's like confirm new group. It's never asked me that before. Oh, that's weird. That's a odd thing. I mean, I'll take whatever you got, but confirm new group. You trying to freak me out here, Discord? What are you doing? All right, <clears throat> let's make this happen in the proper fashion as it is meant to be. Alright, we're going to play a little Babble Royale with our good pal on Wednesday, Mr. Brian Dunaway, all the way from South Carolina. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Hello. Oh, hi, Brian. I like your welcome. Your little, uh, oh, hi, Scott and Brian. I like yes. that. It's fun. Well, yeah, we should do it again. Yeah, we should do it again. Cartwright. <laughs> Cartwright. Cartwright. Hey, hey, you agree, right? Seinfeld's a, a it's classic. You can't not love it, right? You have to love it. It's classic for our generation. Yeah, there you what go. What would be the next episode, like, if I were to get them... Locked in room again for 30 minutes to watch another episode. What would be another good self-contained? Oh man, the the what's what's the one where they're all? I like, I oh, like the where, parking uh, garage. Parking garage. Oh, the parking, parking garage, garage is, is really good. good. Contest is like good, the, but it's a little uncomfortable if you're with your kids, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, How about the one where they kill the bird? Wait, they kill a bird. Oh, Jerry kills somebody's bird, yeah. or no? It's Kramer who kills it. No, no, they're at the they're at the uh, Miss America pageant, and Kramer's the coach for the Miss America lady, and her big trick was she had some doves, 
And then That's Jerry right. Jerry dumped water or ice out of the thing, and it killed all the doves overnight or whatever. And then yeah, she had to yeah. sing, and she was terrible. It was it was a really good one. <laughs> I mean, there are so many good ones. The one you don't want to show them ever mm-hmm. is that one where Elaine gets stuck under the bleachers during the parade. It's the worst mm-hmm. Seinfeld episode ever made. Don't ever let them watch that. Yeah, but anything well, they with need to understand. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, they probably need to understand, you know, I think you talked about the, the no soup. you got to have that much. you also got to understand the puffy shirt if you want a lot of it. Oh, puffy shirt, yeah. I think, is good. Yeah, yeah. the puffy shirt because of the low – you get a lot in that. You get the low talker. You get the puffy shirt. You get a lot of Seinfeldisms in that one. I think the uh, Frogger machine might be another good one. That's because a good one, too. Yeah, just watch that one. For video games. That one's also very good. Yeah, there's yeah. there's probably a list of yeah. must-watches of somewhere. We yeah. should look those up. Mm-hmm. Of course, my, one of my favorites is the uh, is the Trivia Pursuit one. Where they, uh, it was the Moops. Oh, the Moops. I'm oh, sorry. no, it wasn't. It wasn't Trivia yes, Pursuit. Oh, no, it was Trivia Pursuit. It, it was, was the yes, Bubble Boy. Pursuit with the Bubble Boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the dad says Moops. You know who the dad uh, was there? The dad was, um, uh, Bill Murray's brother. Uh, Brian Doyle Murray was yeah. the dad yeah. in that. Yeah. Anyway. The mayor of Puxatani. That's right. Hey, check it out, everybody. It's, uh, it's, uh, Battle Royale. That means a little bit of a contest going on. We got a listener on the line who's going to compete today, or at least have us compete. Hi, who's this? Hello. Unmute. Hello. Oh, hi. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, know. hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? How are you? Hey. Sorry, we oh, had. I forgot I called this number. We oh. had a, we had him on for a while while I was talking and uh, forgot to or just you know <laughs> left you hanging. You probably thought you were talking to the radio. Anyway, hey, who's this? What's your name? Hey, this is Test Subject seventy four in the chat. Test Subject oh. seventy four. Sweet. Oh, there he is right there. Test underscore. I called. I hear the stream. What that mean? He says. In the- <laughs> what that this is mean? the first time I've ever called. So I don't. I don't know what's happening. Well, you're definitely first talking to us. Color. You're definitely talking wow. to us. Uh, as far as. Uh, oh hell yeah. Yeah, this will be great. We're excited to have you here. Here's the thing, though. Uh, you can't do any of this without Brian explaining what the hell the rules are and what you could win. So, Brian, you want to do that? Well, that's right, Scott. I'm going to be giving Scott and Brian a topic. They're going to go back and forth giving me answers that fit that topic. If one of them gives a wrong answer or repeated answer or they take too long to come up with an answer, the win will go to the other player. Teststream74, if that is your real name, your job is to predict who's going to come out on top based on the topic. Today, you are playing for the carryover prizes from Monday, so a couple Steam games, Desert Child and Graveyard Keeper. We are adding to that two more Steam games, Mages of Mistralia and Them's Fighting Herds. Mm. Fighting Herds, like a, like a herd of goats kind of herds? I that think kind so, of and they fight each other is my guess. Right. Fighting Herds. I don't even know what that is, but I'm in. Sounds I want to play yes. Fighting Nerds. Let's go! Oh. oh, we should come up with that game, Them's Fighting Nerds. Yeah, that's, that's not great. bad. Mm-hmm. That's a good uh, Battle Royale uh, name. Type thing. So all four of those games could be yours if you pick correctly, Test Stream 74. I guess you were testing the stream and you were born in 1974, would be my guess. Yeah. Happy happy 46th <laughs> birthday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. So, um, uh, but before when any of this can happen, I need to give them a topic and they can start thinking about it. Uh, the topic today, it's funny. I came up with this last week told you I'd give you some time to forget about it, and now it's time to not forget about it. Um, Television shows that straddle the line between black and white and color. So they had to have at least one season in black and white and at least one season in color to be on this list. I've got, I have got 50... Wow. 56 shows that straddle the line between black and white and color. Wow. 
That's a lot more wow. than I would have ever it's guessed. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of shows. Some of these you probably have never even heard of, and that's great. Mm. All right. So, Test Stream 74, knowing that that is our topic, and hearing the confidence level of both of our uh, You're right. Oh. Here, uh, <laughs> who do you want? Who do you think is going to win? And I'll and we'll let you pick who gets to go first, too. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with uh Scott to win and Brian to go first. All right. Okay. Scott to win, Brian to go first. No mulligans on this one since we've got so many possible answers. Yeah, I don't know. No mulligans. I think okay. I feel and pretty it, good about it. This autopilot show has has, has helped me in this oh, regard. Oh, I'm sure it's gotten you some. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. All right. We've seen it. There's a few these. that I'm a, a little worried about because I, I, they had multiple iterations of different series. So I'm trying to remember. The first one I was wanting to do is actually the one that scares me the most. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to stead. Oh yeah, there's one. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going. You know what? You know what I'm gonna do with? I'm gonna go with Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Good Island. job. Take the yeah. take the easy one fruit because that's the Great. thing that sparked this conversation. So um, you're taking that away from Scott Hooden. Most certainly would have used that right away. Uh, Gilligan's Island had one black and white season and then two color seasons. All right, I'm gonna go with the Beverly Hillbillies. The Beverly Hillbillies. Now we can finally see that oil in color. <laughs> it is black gold. Yeah. Uh, three black and white seasons, six color seasons. So we finally got to see Ellie Mae in her full colored glory. Nice. Right. And Granny. Well, Every one of my tank of them, I keep going. I keep going. Whatever. Oh. Ellie Mae. <laughs> what? Whatever. There were no other characters besides Ellie Mae. Just Ellie Mae. That was all there just, was. Just yeah. the Ellie Mae. Yeah. Just Ellie Mae. Get your Jeff. Now, I remember there. that. I'll take another easy one. I'm going to go with the Adams Family. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Uh oh. Not on the list. Not on the list. What? Not on the list. The Adams Family was in black and white and then did color? Or was it like some kind of stupid movie? This is the thing I was worried about. Because. I got like a buttload of them, but I keep going, wait. I'm looking at this. This only ever black and white. And you're being, you're, you know, what you're doing is you're remembering all the movies that came after. But um, was it Munsters? Did Munsters have color later? Maybe that's uh, the one. It's probably the movie. Not, the Munsters did not either. Okay. I, the, let me, uh, wait, the, I thought this would last a little bit longer. Well, than, uh, I got some other guesses. You want to hear my other guesses? I got yeah, some, guesses some other guesses, too. All right. Let's, let sure. me throw a couple out that I want to hear what Brian had in his, in his chamber there. Um, yeah. I was going to say Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke did, of course. Yeah, I had yeah, uh, yeah. 11 color seasons after 10 black and white seasons. I didn't think about Gunsmoke. Yeah, it was yeah. long. I did think about Andy Griffith, but then I was like, wait. Should have said that like, one. They had one. like two or three different versions of it. And I was trying to remember. I'm like, it went color, but did it go during the original series? Yes. Well, and there's, you know, and there's, um, the, those are on here too. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Well, that's what I asked earlier. <laughs> what did you ask earlier? I asked that question earlier. I was like, well, what if they change series? And I was like, I don't know. I was well, like, no, no, I'm no, not no. going to go with that one. The same series. So like Concentration, for example, a game show that started right. out in black and white still was called Concentration, still was the game Concentration when they brought it back in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, did man. Maverick ever uh, go color? Is that always uh, black Maverick and white? Maverick did not. Okay, I would have gotten that wrong, man. Maverick. Mm -hmm. uh, how about Leave um, it to well, Beaver? 
Leave it to Beaver. Leave it to Beaver was Leave always it. black and white. Okay. Yeah. Boy, I was yeah. I was really screwed if I hadn't got. Yeah. If Brian yeah. knew his. Another one I was thinking was like I love Lucy, but I'm like, it, didn't nope. it become like a different it show? It was the Lucy show, and I would not have given you that one. See, those are the kind of things I was getting. Ah! Yeah, I know they're in your well, brain. Because, but uh, the Lucy show wasn't Lucy Ricardo. It was Lucy. I love Lucy McGillicuddy was... or something. Yeah. I can't remember what. And Lucy and I love Lucy. She was Lucy Ricardo and Lucy. Um, yeah, the other thing was somebody show, else. Something oh, else. Yeah. Lassie went from black and white to color, didn't it? Lassie. Lassie. Oh, Lassie? Lassie did black and white and color, yeah. 11 black and white uh, seasons, eight color seasons. I'm going to give you all the, the rundown. All right, Wait, us... I got one more. All right, what do you all got? Right. Flipper. Flipper, no. <laughs> really? That dolphin, that dolphin was always... Uh, Are you I sure? I don't know if Flipper... Carmichael, that was it. I don't know if Flipper was ever... Which, which one they were in, I think they were always in color. I think they came in after the color mm, deal. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, here we go. Ozzy and Harriet, or The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. American Bandstand started out in black and white, oh, continued on in color for years and years and years. Avengers, the um, the British uh, show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Beverly Hillbillies, uh, we, we talked about. Bugs Bunny Show, Combat, Concentration, Coronation Street, Crossroads, Dad's Army, Danger Man, Daniel Boone. Going to skip all these. That don't oh, Dad's Army! I watched Dad's Army. I totally Did you watch should. Dad's Army. Yeah, really? it's a British comedy. It's on Netflix. It's very good. But I'd, I and oh. it does change to color some seasons in. And I should have thought of that one. That's a good one. Gotcha. Uh, Dark Shadows. Here's my favorite one on the list. Doctor Who. Of course, Doctor Who. Started oh, out 1963. Doctor Who. Still on. Still in color. Dang it. Uh, yeah. Doctor Kildare. The Ed Sullivan Show. F Troop. Farmer's Daughter. Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. All the shows were produced right. in color, but they were only broadcast in black and white for the first two seasons. Uh, Fugitive. Get Smart. Gomer Pyle. Hogan's Heroes. I Dream of Jeannie. I've Got a Secret. Uh, Laramie, Lassie, Lost in Space, The Man from Uncle, Lost Mr. Rogers, space. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, one season in black and white, 30 seasons in color. So we didn't know what color his I didn't, was in that first season. I didn't even know he had a black and white Was season. Bewitched on there? Uh, no Bewitched? No Bewitched. No, that was always color. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Bewitched, uh, that was the first one you said. No. Oh, no, you said Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. I just put it in the wrong slot. Yes, Bewitched was in there. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Um, My Favorite Martian, My Three Sons, Password, Petticoat Junction, Peyton Place, Rocky and Bullwinkle, um, but lost in space. Chat room keeps saying lost yeah. in space, but lost I don't know. in space. I said. Yeah. Let me oh, let yeah. me tell you what my problem is. Here's okay. my problem. I was trying to re- rely on my nostalgia, and uh, mm-hmm. where I grew up, my grandparents they always had a black and white TV, which was late for people to have TV black and white TVs exclusively. So I watched a lot of black and white TV that was color. Uh, that, that was, was color, even right. in color. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Here's my favorite one. Walt Disney presents, which just changed their title to Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color, but was basically the same yeah. show. <laughs> really? They when called they, it uh, Wonderful World of Color? They called it that? Yeah, Walt Disney's Wonder- Wonderful World of Color. Oh, that's well, that's interesting. It's almost like he took ownership for the advent of television color. Exactly, exactly. The first episode was called An Adventure in Color, and it uh, lampshades the switch to color and the fact that only those with color TVs could see it that way. So <laughs> it's not only, like, it's basically neener, neener, neener. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Go buy an RCA. <laughs> well, the beauty of all of this is that we can play this. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. You made the right choice there, caller. That means you've won. And to take command of your prizes. Oh, my gosh, my mic. Hello, test, test. Did you hear that? Nobody can hear that. Hey. Anyway, uh, uh, you know, I know you're good. Uh, the uh, All you got to do is uh, email Brian, coverville at gmail.com. That's coverville 
at gmail.com and he'll send you your stuff. Congratulations and well done. Good job. Yeah, so uh, I like that topic. I like those a lot. Mm-hmm. We should do more no, topics like that. I guess like you that. would, winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's right. Loser, <laughs> loser, something, chooser. I don't know. What's a, what's a good loser thing? <laughs> poor, poor chooser. Turkey, turkey chooser. Yeah, turkey t- <laughs> Dinner, but, but don't cheese. worry, it's still we still have nothing. You know, every but, once in a while yeah. we'll have a topic that uh, that irritates me that I didn't do better, and it's, so now I'm going to spend probably the rest of the day tracking down every <laughs> one of these. Is this the is this one of those then for you? Yeah, yeah it is. Every every once in a while, not all of them. A lot of times I'm like, ah, I wouldn't have known that anyway. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, it just it didn't matter. I could even even if I had racked my brain, it wouldn't have mattered. A hundred years I could have stayed here when it got them all wrong. Yeah. But with that one, I could have probably thought my way eventually to it yeah and that just irritated. it was yeah. tricky i yeah. like i said like i think i was gonna go maverick or something next and that was that would have been wrong mm, right. so you would have had this thing and and adam's family boy that's such a tough one because we know what those characters look like in color but only because right. of the later movies and uh, uh spoiler alert they're still pretty much black and white <laughs> they're all gone <laughs> yeah well, that's true <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, well, all right then. That was good. Uh, Dunaway, he is the man. And he's also at the Brian Dunaway on Twitter, so you can uh, find him there. We had a great boop show on Monday, so you to go check that out. Uh, available now wherever you get your podcasts. And this weekend, we'll do Film Sack. We're doing uh, the the Dragon. What is it? Dragon Dragonheart. Dragonheart. That's it. Dragon Heart of the Dragon. You ever lose your car keys? That's a line from that. Anyway, get off uh, my horde. <laughs> so that's happening this weekend, and uh, we're all very much looking forward to that. So check that out at filmsack.com. Brian Dunaway, any final thoughts before you go? Stupid trivia <laughs> question. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. true. <laughs> it's really uh, true. It's all right. He did. He did fine. He did fine. He did just fine. Did great. Yeah. He's just annoyed because he yeah. spent a lot of time watching black and white TV, and it's just yes, <laughs> which he apparently didn't need to. Apparently, no. <laughs> apparently could have been watching in color the whole time. I mean, it I'm, was in color the whole time. We had a black and white TV for a while growing up because my dad was cheap and we just would not get a color one. But yeah, um, I feel like I I feel the I feel like my formative years were color, and mm-hmm. the big innovation in our house was we finally got a remote control when I was in high school or something, because again, my dad was cheap and would never get the cool stuff until it was like way late in the game. Mm-hmm. So while all my friends were sitting on a couch, clicking through channels, uh-huh. I had to get up and turn the knob. That we is had, some, uh, we had one of the wired remote controls. You remember the cable boxes that had, um, a wire that went to a big box that you kept on your coffee table with big buttons on had, it, right? With big buttons, and they were like this, the the buttons where you push one and the other one goes up. Yep. And then yep. you push another one, and that first one goes up. Totally. Chunk, chunk. Totally, dude. Those were like um, they they reminded me of those things that you would you go into a warehouse, and if you're trying to get a big piece of machinery to move, there's like a wire hanger with a big knot with a big block with two right. big red buttons with on it. Two, yeah, red and green button. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. what that was like, man. <laughs> Things have changed a lot. Oh, uh, so true, yeah. We're using our phones now. Definitely not using that Apple remote. That thing is garbage. All right. Oh, really? We like I like the Apple remote. I hate that freaking Do thing. You really? I hate the, it. You have the new one, right? The Apple TV too? Yeah, and it's the black. We got, so it's the, the thing st- that made the difference yeah. for, for us was spending $6 and getting a little rubber uh, um, cover for it, a little rubber case for it. Because then it doesn't slide around. It's a little bit bigger. 
it doesn't roll off the couch or off the ottoman or whatever and um and you just you know you you grip it you swipe your thumb left or right press to jump 10 seconds into the future and see that sounds great that sounds like something it should have on it, it to begin have with built in for <laughs> sure because because yes. for us it's like a bar of soap in the prison shower it's it just totally <laughs> is exactly i'm not picking i'm not going under the couch and picking that thing up i'm using my phone yeah i'm just gonna get my phone working that's yeah. annoying to me all right knock it off microphone my microphone you can't hear this but <laughs> my microphone is starting to lose it test 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 hey, test i'd rather hear i'd rather hear that than the noises coming out of my dog behind me that's a good point is it still going still, on still getting it still going on yeah. non-freaking stop oh, the last time i opened this mic and cleaned Gosh. it out if, if this microphone would reach i'd actually see if i could get it close enough to so that people could hear it on the show oh i kind of want to hear it i wonder how Ooh, that's probably as much as i can do that without breaking something can you pick it up turn the, here turn let the, me turn the music yeah off let me turn all this off hold on a second yeah. okay. I'll all right. turn my game all right Let's see if we can hear it i don't hear it that was a little short one Uh, I'm not it's the anything. most quiet the show's ever been. <laughs> I know that was really. That was, this is such. This is great podcasting, right? It really this is. is. This yeah. is what we get our award for. I think so. We're still eligible. Life, lifetime achievement award, everybody. All right, hey, uh, we're gonna uh, do some quick news here. We got some time for one or two. Uh, cool. So here's here's this. I don't watch the news. Time for us to do the news, and it's brought to you by. Get in the Game. It's a comic anthology of eight-page stories from ten creative teams based around one central theme. Do the math, people. It's video games. That's the one central theme. Please check it out on Kickstarter before February 27th. Search Kickstarter for Get in the Game. I like the sound of that. That's very cool. I backed something on Kickstarter yesterday. That Marvel United game finally came out. Oh, we I heard that at. sold out in like 30 minutes or, or 30 it, uh, minutes it, it funded, and they are rolling out... Um, stretch rewards like nobody's business basically they just keep adding characters to it so you're going to get a whole box full of marvel uh unpainted marvel chibis basically <laughs> that's crazy man yeah they look really good good sculpts yeah it'd be cool if they gave out the stl files to folks who want to print them out early that would be cool they're not going to do yeah. that though are they there's no way yeah. that happens you know they i bet they do it if they if um if when you downloaded the stl files you're basically saying don't include any STL file or don't include any printed materials in my box. So mm. don't, you know, I'll save you the trouble of printing me figures if you let me print them now myself. Yeah, I can see that. And I would totally do that in a heartbeat. Do they give you a date, time frame for that thing or? Uh... Uh, March 2021. So oh, it's about, geez. yeah. I think, you know, based on the schedule that they put up on the thing, mm -hmm. they may be like doing what most people should do, which is really overestimating how much time it's going to take. Because they're pretty far along in the production process, it's ready to go to uh, to China and get um, get made. Under promise, over deliver. That's absolutely what you got to do. I'm into in that. World. I like it. Uh, all right, let's take a look at uh, today's stories, or at least one of them. Brokenhearted. Well, Zoo is now going to let you name a cockroach after your ex and then watch it get eaten. Yeah, that's oh, right. Nice. Yep. How sweet. Aww. If you've been dumped by the person you thought you'd spend Valentine's Day with, the San Antonio Zoo has a way to soothe your broken heart. Cry Me a Cockroach is the name of the zoo's uh... skin-tingling event, which offers recently single and the sufferers of unrequited love a way to celebrate the day as well. For Cry five... Me a Cockroach. 
Ugh. Love it. <laughs> Doesn't <sound> right. <laughs> Uh, let's see. For five bucks US, anyone can purchase and name a cockroach, uh, which will then be fed to one of the zoo animals as a snack, turning uh, wasted love into, into a savory treat. Birds and reptiles will be offered the cockroaches, said the zoo. They don't want you to think that, you know, I don't know, you're not going to give it to a bear or whatever. No. Uh, if you want to spend too little, or so, the feeding frenzy will take place in the zoo February 14th. Uh, it'll also be live streamed on the zoo's Facebook page. I kind of want to watch this. Yes, um, right. Just to see how it goes down. I mean, who knows? Uh, it's far as the first time a zoo has offered the chance to name cockroach after an ex. The El Paso Zoo in Texas, also in Texas, offered a feed, uh, ooh, to feed named cockroaches to their meerkat population in 2019. Uh, the concept is so popular it's back for a second time this year. The El Paso Quit Bugging Me promotion runs for two extra days with feedings occurring on the 14th to the 16th and doesn't cost anything to register a name. So they're not taking money for it. You just name the cockroach and the cockroach gets eaten and all is well. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it's you one way to, to, you know. You just have to know which uh, what time your cockroach is going to get eaten. Right. <laughs> so that you can make sure to live stream it to your significant, your ex-significant other. <laughs> when will the cockroach be eaten? Yes, could you please give me a time frame for the cockroach being eaten, <laughs> uh, Final story. We do have time for this. Subway passenger. Not customer. I want to make it clear this is a in a subway, like riding underground subway oh, oh, transportation. Oh, like, isn't a, a isn't a subway passenger really a customer? I like mean, they're a customer, but I see what you're saying as yeah. opposed to like a subway sub sandwich. Yeah, I don't customer. want. Yeah, not a sandwich place. We're talking like mass. Not transit. Jared. This no. is not Jared. We're talking about. No, he's in prison still. Or did he die? What was his deal? He went to prison. <laughs> did he die while he was in prison? Well, I think he's still alive. Oh, God. Because he went to prison for the for the for the underage uh, dumb. Jared Fogel, uh, um, ex inmate describes Jared Fogel's yeah, he's life. He's still alive. He's forty two. Okay, so he's still but still he's still on the clink. Still have a good old smiling picture of him on his Wikipedia page. Oh, here it is. Fifteen year sentence on child pornography charges. He's living the life in there. Brooks told somebody he's eating good, working out, cooking. Not a care in the world. Says he's eating fancy foods and making crafts and watching movies. What prison is this? What kind of prison is that? Uh, low security prison known for its having relatively nice facilities. An attorney told CBS uh, it is a good draw in reference to another case, calling it uh, calling it winning the inmate lottery to be there. Well, but you can put him somewhere harder then. Yeah, exactly. If somebody's saying, "Woo, thanks for sending me to this prison," then I think it's not enough prison. Yeah. <laughs> you need to give them more prison. They need more uh, a real prison. That sounds like a no. party. <laughs> work on your work on your poker face, uh, Jared. <laughs> like, oh no, this sucks. This is the worst prison you you could have possibly sent me to. I'm so going to get totally reformed by being in this difficult prison. And for some reason, I had it in my head that he got shanked in a shower or something and died. But I guess I'm thinking of somebody else. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of. Jeffrey Dahmer had that happen. You're thinking of the made-for-TV movie starring Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, you think he needs to play Jared, do you? <laughs> kind of do. I do want to watch that new show that he's got on Apple TV. The um, Oh, the one quest, about the video game uh, Mythic thing. Quest, mm -hmm. I think it's what it's called, yeah. Epic or Mythic. The mythical yeah. quest or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm nervous about it because I don't. Yeah. Rarely does a show get that minutia right when they do something like mm -hmm. this. Uh, they do have Ubisoft working with them on the game itself. Yeah, see, that's interesting. The game within the show is is made by Ubisoft, whereas nobody helped Zach Braff make a podcast before he did that horrible show. No, that was 
really bad. This is what we think podcasting is like. That was really bad. Why was that allowed to happen? They needed... uh, Well, the sad thing was, they had podcast people involved with it. Like, it was a podcast before it was a show. Yeah. And the person who created the podcast that it was based on was involved. And by all accounts, it's a great show. But but the show that it was based on, the TV show that it was based on, was horrible. Garbage. Yeah. All right, right. let's talk about this. uh, Let's talk about the subway. All right. Customer passenger. We have one minute to tell the story. New York City subway passenger came up with an interesting way to maintain his personal space. He used ketchup to keep people from crowding around his seat. Uh, If that doesn't hook in, I don't know what will. In a tweet on Friday, journalist Pervaviz Shalawani shared a photo of the MTA subway car with ketchup all over the floor. The strafanger in the morning. What does that mean? Is that supposed to be stranger? I think so. A stranger. It says... STR. Oh, a strap hanger. No, a strap hanger. What's a strap hanger? Um, is that a person? I think, is it, is it- I think someone who's holding on by one of the straps oh. in the subway. They, that's a one word freaking. A strap hanger. Okay. All right. Never heard of that. <laughs> a fanger. Because <laughs> it looks like a fanger, you know, the pH. All it takes is an APH to turn a strap hanger into a stranger. Strafanger. Anyway, on a morning A train, pull the bottle. Can't wait to catch. watch uh, Doctor Strafange next year in the <laughs> Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, there's only one solution. He'd hold up his finger in his hand. <laughs> I will be a Strafanger. I'll be a Strafanger. Doctor Strafanger. Uh, let's see. A Strafanger. Sorry, a stranger. A sorry, strap hanger in the morning A train pulled a bottle of ketchup out of his bag and squirted a perimeter on the train around the floor to keep people from around him. It was like a little uh, like a demon circle. Um, right, exactly. With runes, making yep. runes out of his hunts. <laughs> Basically, hunts runes. In the photo, a woman sits behind the empty seat where the culprit sat before apparently fleeing the messy scene. Props to the woman seated next to him was not going to give up her seat. Uh, minutes later, the official Twitter account of the New York City Transit caught wind of the tweet and responded, Good morning. Do you have the four-digit train car number that the ketchup is in? After Shwalwani responded, transit authorities uh, tweeted back, Thanks for letting us know. We'll ask our maintenance team to clean it up. Uh, kind of missing the point there, right? Like yeah. <laughs> New York City Transit should be just like, oh, okay, yeah, we, people shouldn't be doing this. It's a a slip and fall hazard, and yeah, it's bad. And, uh, it's bad. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wants to be slipping on a My condiment. Baby takes the morning train. He hates when people crowd his space. He likes to squirt ketchup on the floor, and none of these lyrics rhyme. <laughs> I was going to say, when is this rhyming? <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for the big rhyme, and it never happened. Oh, Lord. All right. Don't talk to Strafangers. All right. That's a good title. <laughs> that's good, too. That should, uh, that should, Greg, I hope yours gets voted for. That's very I good. I so, too. Yeah. I'm biased. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Tom Merritt will be here talking tech. We'll have Nicole a little bit after that for recommendals. Stick around, because there's plenty more to come after this song with Brian Ibbett. Yeah, when was the last time I played an Indian in the middle from Scotland? I'd be willing to wager never. Yeah, I don't think But we their have. next big breakthrough act, Vistas, uh, have a brand new single called The Love You Give. This is uh, the third single to be released from their album, Everything Changes in the End, which comes out May 29th. You've got to wait till May 29th. Uh, big thanks to Grandstand Media for sending me this one. Uh, there's a woman there named Grace Jones, but she's not the Grace Jones, but oh. she is a Grace Jones. Okay. Works at Grandstand. She's awesome. Nice. Um, brand new song from Vistas. This will get you ready for the brand new album. And this, this reminds me, like, if you know uh, the French band Phoenix, 
these guys kind of remind me of that that style which i really really love uh the album is called everything changes in the end here is the song the love you give by vistas time to talk about our good buddies at Netgear. We love Netgear. Ah, uh, yes, Netgear. Hey, how old is your Wi-Fi feeling these days? Does it buffer all the time when you're trying to stream stuff? Does connecting new devices to it slow it down? Can it handle all the gaming video calls and large files you're throwing at it? And what happens when you try to do all that stuff at once? Oh, man! No good comes from that. It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is if your Wi-Fi router is old and outdated. With Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel new again. Wi-Fi 6 is the latest tech that allows more devices to connect and stream simultaneously without impacting speed or reliability. The result delivers the fastest Wi-Fi for all your devices anywhere in your home. 
Stream in HD, 4K, or even 8K without buffering. Eliminate lag while gaming and connect more devices to your Wi-Fi than ever before. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is like upgrading your Wi-Fi to first class. You know, like on a plane. It's very comfortable. Lay back, put your feet up. Mm. If you're ready for the West, the West, the best Wi-Fi ever, you can get it today from Netgear and never worry about Wi-Fi again. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. And we thank them for supporting this show. Be it, Duke. I want no part of you. Ah, don't be a square. What's it getting you? I don't know yet, Duke. I took plenty to kick the habit. It's my chance, and I'm taking it. A chance? <laughs> and generally ends up as a scorched, irregularly burned butt. <laughs> That's the truth. The Morning Stream. Rambling goes in, podcast comes out. You can't explain that. What did he say? I love that guy. What did he say? What did he say? Yeah, he's just uh, just heard from Doug, who we know better as Test Test Subject seventy four, and mm. got him his games during that long song that we just listened to. Oh, oh, thank goodness the song was so long, so I could get him those games. Yeah, it gave you plenty of time, plenty of Give time plenty to work that time. out. Yes. Good four or five minutes, no problem. Uh, all right, we are uh, currently Tom Meritless, so we're going to change that. Oh, make it we're meritless. We're going to be meritful uh, very Good. shortly here. But I gotta play this first. With the computer, as with any tool, the concept and direction must come from the man. <laughs> Face Tom was making when he came on. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody, check it out! It's uh, Tom Merritt, the Internet's own Tom Merritt. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, Brian and Scott, Hello. and welcome to a new galaxy of Samsung phones. Oh, right. <laughs> Yesterday was a big Samsung day. I forgot about that. How did? Yeah. Uh, how did it go? Uh, it doesn't matter to almost anyone else who doesn't do a daily uh, podcast about tech news, but uh, I like that they only announced three things, <laughs> and they kept it to just about an hour. Yeah. Good job, Samsung. I kept hearing from some friends of mine who are all Android guys that are all happy about some accessibility stuff. Did they talk a bunch about like? Oh, yeah, that? Uh, the, a little bit, uh, particularly uh, regarding bringing live captioning to uh, oh. to the video. Okay. So, so the live captioning that's available on the Pixel phones is coming to the new Galaxy S20 series, the S20, S20 Plus, and S20 Ultra. Nice. Oh wow! Did they just jump to twenty? Because what happened to? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, you didn't. You're like, wait, did I miss ten different <laughs> uh, Samsung Galaxy phones? No, you didn't. Uh, it's uh, it's just because twenty is better. So it's a new naming convention out of nowhere. I like that. Usually, you just see them skip one, like iPhone 9 never existed, mm -hmm. or Windows yep. 9 never existed. Right. But usually, and usually it's 9. Usually it's 9. Like, eh, but they I'm embraced lucky. it. They were like, we're doing S9s. F you yeah, guys. Yeah, Galaxy's like, hold my beer, Apple and Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do, we're going to jump 10 versions ahead to 20. That's a, that's crazy. Uh, so, awesome. but any other, like, features where you were like whoa there this is next level stuff or did it feel pretty yeah good uh, well on the s20s it's all about the camera really uh mm. it's it's got a you know a nice little hole punch uh the s20 ultra is 6.9 inches 
which is gargantuan. Mm -hmm. uh, but but really, it's about the camera stuff, and the camera has partially to do with Samsung's own sensors. Mm -hmm. uh, Samsung has a division of its company that makes uh, image sensors, so they they've got some good stuff that they're putting in their phones here. It's not the first hundred eight megapixel rear camera in a phone, uh, but by all accounts, it's it might be a little bit better. The the other ones in the Xiaomi. Uh, I think it's a Mi 10. Uh, what they're doing, though, is taking those 108 megapixels on a fairly large sensor for a phone and doing what's called binning so that you can take nine pixels and turn them into one. Mm. Uh, one of the problems when you get these large megapixels is the, the, the pixels themselves get small and that causes a lot of noise uh, in photos. But with the binning, you can actually get a really good 12 megapixel image out of 108 megapixels, and it looks super great. And also, the the sensors, you know, it's not super large. Uh, it's not going to be as good as uh, it would be in a in a larger like DSLR or something like that. Uh, but it but it's bigger than you might get in other phones. Uh, all that said, really, the the fun stuff is in the AI uh, things like, which combines the hybrid and optical zoom in the cameras to do 30x zoom on the ultra or on the uh, S20 and the S20 plus and 100x zoom on the S20 ultra. Although when they demonstrated it, the 100x zoom looked pretty fuzzy. Mm. Uh, it was impressive that they could do it at all, I guess. Sure. Yeah, that is amazing that you can go. I mean, 100x is huge without a telephoto lens of some sort or some kind of, you know, super. Yeah, and there is a telephoto uh, in there, but they're combining that with with some digital zoom yeah to, that's to crazy i mean i guess in a pension you're trying to capture a crime or <laughs> i don't know what you're trying to do with your hundred <laughs> your hundred feet but uh a hundred what is a hundred feet hundred feet hundred x hundred x oh hundred x hundred times. times not feet mm -hmm. they don't count feet plus it would be meters anyway it doesn't matter uh the point is uh nice new phones uh you say you said how big it was do, do we start calling these phablets again because i'm excited about a new phablet <laughs> the word oh, i love that term yeah yeah it was uttered on stage by someone uh no. to the shutters of the tech community i don't know if you call these phablets 6.2 inch for the s20 6.7 inch for the s20 plus the s20 ultra is pretty crazy like it's almost the size of the nexus 7 tablet yeah that's big. Uh, but remember they have smaller bezels so it won't be as big of an item sure uh as the nexus tablet was uh they can also do 8k video with these image sensors and uh with the micro sd card you've got uh what is it like one and a half terabytes of storage mm. capability mm. Uh, so you can actually store that video, edit it locally and uh, they have a deal with youtube to let you upload directly to youtube uh, from from your phone. Oh, nice! Without having to do a bunch of rigmarole, just you yeah. Know, you're so people in, are like, you know. I don't have a machine that can handle 8K. Samsung's trying to say, well, the S20 phone can. But. Yeah, that's interesting. So, uh, all right, well, well done, Samsung. Got more stuff. Um, did you see the Galaxy Z Flip, the foldable one? Uh, I did very very briefly, but the foldable stuff makes me nervous. Is there a big improvement to the previous tech here? As far it as, is. Uh, okay. uh, it's glass. It's not plastic. All the right. previous ones were plastic mm. screens, and that's why you had all these protectors on them to try to keep them from scratching. Mm -hmm. uh, this is actual glass. Still p potentially has a crease in the middle, um, but it's it's much more fashionable looking. Uh, mm -hmm. And and by all accounts, people are like, well, we still need to get our hands on it and see how durable it really is and see how it works. But people are much more positive about this one out of the gate than they have been on any other of the foldables yet. Yeah, the Gizmodo headline is Samsung's folding phone is the cheapest one yet and the least flimsy. And it's yeah, the flimsy cheap at part. $1,380. <laughs> yeah, it's still really expensive, but wow. Uh, yeah. Compared to the last one, I guess not so bad. But uh, it, it's starting to look like an actual phone that can fold. That's how it looks. Yeah. 
it looks like a clamshell phone. Yeah. Uh, and then opens up into a 6.7 inch screen. They say it can handle 200,000 opens. Oh my lord. That's, we'll see. That's a lot of that's a lot of opens, uh, but, Tom. Yeah, Lots how many of is opens. that like if you if uh, if you do what four or five? Well, no, you probably would do like ten opens a day, right? At least. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a that's a good question. Hmm, yeah. I, it's it's a nice form factor for dropping in a purse, you know, sticking in a small pocket, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to have to open my phone. Yeah, it's kind of nice to just pull it out and be able to. Do <laughs> and we, I know we we kind of got rid of that flip phone yeah. pull mentality. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the the actual use case is still hasn't. I still have not been convinced that there's a reason that folding is good. Well, and I think Samsung's really smart here to be marketing this as a style choice yeah. more than a functional choice. Sure. And 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 you know, whipping this out at a at a bar or something, people are going to go, "Ooh, what? Let me see that." Yeah. Like, yeah. It's kind yeah. of a big uh, deal. Also, it has a a tiny little screen on the front when it's closed uh, that'll give you notifications and time and temp, uh, but also uh can be used as a viewfinder. So you don't even have to open it to take pictures. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, says uh, debris that caught in the hinge. Let's see, um, debris. Caught- oh, they made a big deal about their hinge after yeah. the Galaxy Fold debacle. Yeah, uh, to say that 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 this hinge has been engineered to be a really good hinge. <laughs> well, I um, great hinge. <laughs> I hope I hope not too many people paid big money for that first one then, because this is the one you're gonna want if you want a foldable phone. Well, the other one is a foldable tablet, to to my way of thinking. Oh, okay, that's interesting. The Galaxy Fold unfolds into a tablet. Sure, this is a phone that is a is a flip phone basically yeah the whole point isn't the whole point of it because you're not going to use it in anything other than flipped open mode when you're needing the screen otherwise just a clamshell it's like a nintendo ds or no uh the gba sps remember yeah i mean you can you can check your battery life time temp notifications take a picture when it's closed but that's it everything else has to be open taking a picture is kind of a cool thing to do though Mm -hmm. that Hmm. all right I, I you should know. be able, to, and you probably can see who's calling too, right? Without having to open it. I did not hear them say that, but I assume oh. notifications covers that. Yeah, oh, okay. it should. Yeah. It would say on there, I would think. Yeah. If it does, that is a that, notification. So that would yeah. be a notification. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't, that's right. a that's a big oversight if they didn't include <laughs> that on there. Uh, all right. Well, uh, there you go then. Oh, sorry, Brian, you're gonna. I was gonna say before we let Tom go, I have to ask him because I know he he loves the Apple TV two remote and. Uh, has lots of good things to say about the Apple yeah, TV yeah. Two remote. I'm the oh, only do. person on planet Earth who likes that remote. You and, oh, I like it uh, too. You and Brian. Do you have a do you have a little uh do you have a case? You also it, like, like it? it? Yeah. I do. Yeah. But oh. I don't like it until I put a a cover like a um a grip ah. on it. You, you like it without the it? grip? Yeah. Yeah. I I I ride it naked. <laughs> Bare back of the eye. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That is not uh, my wife hates it. I uh, hate she was it. about to throw it across the room yesterday because uh, yeah. she was trying to to scrub with it. Uh, and I get that <laughs> you sh- you shouldn't because it's like a slippery bar of soap. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you shouldn't <laughs> have to learn. Like the idea with Apple stuff is that you it's intuitive, right? Right. Uh, right. And so I'm sitting there like, oh no, you just have to hold it a little lighter and you you, you, you know you just, and then press and yeah. yeah. That I, and I've learned that and, it, and and once you learn it, I think it's like a really good interface. Mm. But I think that's what troubles people and makes people upset is you shouldn't have to learn anything i mean i already liked eileen i already liked eileen but i now i know that we're truly (laughs) i like her even more because i I can't stand that thing although when you say (laughs) stuff like that it makes me want to go try again you know let me hand me the remote let's give it a shot i i i have given up and and said yes apple should change the remote i am the minority here uh you know and and most people 
can't stand the thing. So just change it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, I now understand the people who liked the old Apple keyboard mm-hmm. and the rest of us were like, you're insane. Mm-hmm. That keyboard is awful. Yeah. But there's always somebody, right? Somebody loves a thing. And, yeah. then you're and I'm gonna... that somebody this Taika time. Taika Waititi hates the Apple keyboard. Yeah. He doesn't he hates like that it. old one. Yeah. 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 not a fan. Okay. So, so, uh, uh, here's the funny thing. So I was at my daughter's house and she has a, um, Amazon, what are they called? I forgot the name of their thing. Uh, the, uh, marketplace? Te- no, their Prime t- Video. Their team, their TV thing, their device. Uh, oh, Fire Amazon TV? Fire. Fire. Fire TV. She's Fire. got. She's got one of those, and I'm like, "Where's the remote?" And she hands it to me, and I went, "Oh yeah, right. Remotes with with like with real buttons, buttons on them, and like a button. thing. Like it just was really nice, even though it's boring and you know super lame. But uh, whenever I use my Roku, I'm always. Uh, when I have to fast forward and rewind, I'm like, oh, this is such a pain. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, with, the, uh, with the Roku button, you can't hold the fast forward button down, right? You press it once you to start the fast forwarding. And then, yeah. Oh, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's nobody's idea of a good time. All right. Tom Merritt, anything going on in your world that we should talk about before we go today? Yes. You're on my show today. So you should show up for that. I will. Daily Tech News Show coming at you at twitch.tv slash good day internet. That's the secret thing that maybe folks don't know about is you can show up at 415 Eastern, 115 Pacific, and get Sarah and Scott and whoever's on the show that day just just chatting. It's It's like, it's like, the afternoon stream, mm-hmm. if you will. In a lot of ways, it is, and it's all. It's sometimes it's food, sometimes it's more tech, sometimes it's yeah. a combination of food and tech. <laughs> Yesterday, Patrick Beja and I and Sarah and Roger were all talking about podcasting gear. Yeah. Like you just never know what you're going to get with Good Day Internet, and then once it uh, four thirty Eastern rolls around. Uh, we start into the daily tech news show, so you get all your tech news as well. Yep, there's always a fun Very little cool. post show moment stuff to talk more about uh, things on daily or on uh, Good Day Internet. And it's just a blast. So today's a great day. I'm on Wednesdays. Not that's not the reason. It's just always a good day. So just come mm-hmm. check it out and uh, be a part of it today at Twitch.tv/Good Day Internet. There it is, Tom Merritt. Have a good one. Ace Detect on you Twitter, too. everybody. See you, Tom. Bye now. All right, Brian. Very good. See if Nicole's around. Let us see. Yeah, let's see. She if might she's... be outside playing with Dougie. Never know. <laughs> Never know. All right, adding her to this call. I haven't heard anything, so I assume she's around. Yeah, I, I think she's probably. One would assume. Probably around her. Yes. Er. Nicole. Oh, I see her. Fo- her oh, thing uh, coming up. Hey, there oh, she is. Are you muted? Hey. Say some words so I can hear you. She might be muted. Nope, you're muted. Yep, she's muted. Mark! 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 <laughs> Here, I'll play this while you're looking. Hey, you guys, check it out. It's Nicole Spagnolo, who I think is not muted now. Hello? Hey, 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 can oh, you hear me? Yeah, now? I can totally hear you now. It's my, it's my mixer. I, I, I really need to mm-hmm. get something else. Me too. Do I, do I sound crackly to you? No, at the moment, no. Okay. I've been having the same problem. It's funny you're complaining about that because my mixer is giving me so much freaking grief. I want to kill it. I'm going to take it out back maybe, and shoot it. Maybe you guys should apply to be on the next season of America's Next Top Podcaster. You might win a mixer. Oh, <laughs> ooh, is that true? What did you guys give away last year or last time for mixers? Uh, last time they got a Shure microphone that has built-in um, buttons on the phone on the on the uh, microphone so that you can take it remotely, but it lets you control. Um, vocal style and a whole bunch of stuff like on the fly and even has like a 
an earphone port so you can kind of control game and, and fancy. That's very fancy. I appreciate your offer, but I'll just go buy one. <laughs> oh, all right, okay. All right. Fine, I don't think you're fine. allowed. To, you're not allowed to compete anyway. So <laughs> not ineligible. Yeah, ineligible. You are already a seasoned podcaster. I'm anyway, a, I'm a legacy podcast. That's you're right. A legacy podcast. <laughs> that's exactly right. Hey, uh, Nicole's here. That means it's time for recommendals. We're going to talk about stuff we've seen on streaming services that we liked and recommend to you fine folks at home. We always begin with Brian, and today's no different. Brian, any setup for this clip? Yes, this is one that I am so glad is finally on streaming because I I raved about it last year, and uh, uh, I can't wait to to finally have a way for people to to see it if they've got this service. All right, here goes the the final. Because I spent a lot of time with chickens, you know, in the rodeo. You know, had another trick where I put the chicken on top of my head. Here I found it. I'd run this little electrical wire down my sleeve tour. Put a little KFC bucket out there, light it on fire for drama. And I'd hit that charter and Henry had a fly off my head and land in that bucket. Hey, old crowd ate it up. I'm telling you, it was a big deal. Yeah, it was good. Once over for Stevie Nicks, she came out to the forum. Ow! Dad. Ow. What do we say about talking like that? That I'm not supposed to talk That you're not like supposed that. to talk like I'm that. And you're going to apologize to Pam, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah, you are. I'm very sorry, Pam. Go hang up your wardrobe. Thank Donna for the day. Yes, Daddy. You had a good day otherwise. Yes, Daddy. Spent a lot of time with chickens. And in all that time, you know what I've learned about them? Hmm. You know what the white spot is in the center of chicken poop? Do you know what that is? No. What is that? That's chicken poop also. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I love it. That's chicken poop also. That is, uh, that's Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Um, and the film was called Honey Boy. This is a film that came out at the end of last year and had so much. I, I thought for sure after seeing this that he was going to get a um, a Best Actor nomination for this role. because he, Or probably a Best Supporting Actor because he was so good. Mm. The real star is this kid named Noah Jupe who is also the kid um, from A Quiet Place. He's He was in Ford v. Ferrari. Um, he was in Wonder. Um, yeah, he's got a big, this kid's got a huge is, career out of him. He's very good. Totally does. It yeah. just started. It just landed on Amazon Prime because mm. it is actually an Amazon Studios movie. And uh, oh. about time they get to put it on their service. Um, so was Charlotte, it nominated for the Oscars? Nothing, nothing. Nothing. Got no nominations. And it's it was uh, a crime because I thought it was really good. And it actually made me really appreciate um shia more than i have before he's coming back summer. man mm -hmm. he is i hear great things about peanut butter falcon yes um, yeah and um uh that's another one i want to see which i think is also streaming but this one is semi-autobiographical it was um he actually wrote this as a form of therapy while he was in rehab and some of the things that um happened to the characters are things actually from his life kind of the abusive uh, drunken abuse that he gets mm -hmm. from his father, who he plays in the film. He plays the dad. Um, and it's kind of like this, this told out of order uh, kind of thing where you see um, the kid as a child actor. You also see what he is now in mm. therapy. And Martin Starr is great. Uh, Freaks and Geeks Martin Starr, who can do no wrong, in my opinion. He's awesome. I love He's that great guy. in this. And, um, and even a surprise appearance by Laura Sangiacomo uh, from Just Shoot Me and Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Haven't seen her in a long time, and she's great in this, too. Oh, yeah. Have seen you seen his before. video that he did for Sia called Elastic Heart? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's weird. Where he fights so, Maddie. It's weird. What, what's her face in the in a right. Thunderdome cage? I don't yeah. like it. But it is, if you listen to the lyrics and you understand the history of 
Sia's why, how she wrote that. It's about her alcoholic father and oh, Shia. Really? Shia oh. is playing her father oh. in, and the, the abusive nature and back of back and forth that she had with her father. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. That makes it slightly less weird, but yeah. doesn't eliminate the weirdness altogether. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is weird. And, and it, it, it riled up a lot of moms and mm-hmm. I was like, what, what's going on with like the meaning behind this video? And so I kind of yeah. dove a little deeper into uh, see uh, her writing of it and mm. kind of explaining it and it, it actually makes the video more beautiful in the sense that it's therapeutic for her and it sounds like it was therapeutic for Shia too well I so. like Sia mm. a lot um, I love her she's great mm. and uh, like across the board I like her music but I also just think she's rad um, as mm-hmm. a person and um, but that well, that video just weirds me out I don't know why it just gives me but the but if creeps. you watch it in the context of Shia is playing her, you know, her alcoholic yeah, father yeah, and the yeah. little girl is her. And like, there, there's some interesting things that go on mm-hmm. with, you know, that story that's being told. Yeah. And so that's was the eighth most viewed uh, YouTube clip in 2015. Really? Whoa, yeah. really? Is that true? A lot of people wanted to see Shia LaBeouf wrestle uh, a girl, a little girl, a little in girl. A Thunderdome cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns out maybe people are weird. <laughs> is it uh, Sia? Sia? Are you saying Sia. Shia? No, Sia. Shia, well, he's oh, thought, no, he's Shia, saying, Sia's. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sia, Shia, Sia, Shia. Shia, 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 Shia. Something like Oba that. Oprah, Sia, Shia. Yeah, oh that God. sounds right. Anyway, uh, well, that's uh, that's good stuff right there. All right, what are we doing mm-hmm. now? Oh, uh, so Brian, where Yours. is this Amazon? And oh, oh I know what I was going to ask. Why I'm confused about this? Why was this yeah. not? Usually, it's day and date on the service that did it. So if it's Netflix or it's Amazon and they produce it and it goes to even theaters, normally it's in theaters and on their service. What's um, why it's Netflix the holdup? Netflix does that, but um, Amazon Studios gets stuff into. Uh, um into theaters before because uh, i, th- I want to say that uncut gems is also an amazon uh studios film and that still hasn't made it into um oh i guess uh, you're right i guess i can't think show. of an example where they have done this then yeah. maybe they always do theater runs first yeah uh and was, was that the big fight that netflix was having with the with I guess, the yeah. Oscars and stuff was like, hey, we want to do it at the same time. And they're like, well, it has to be in theaters to be considered. A- yep, it does have to be in theaters to be considered for um, an Oscar. And that's why stuff like The Two Popes and Marriage Story and Irishman were in like theaters for a hot minute so that they yeah. could get that qualification. I yeah. think. Oh, that's crazy. Kind of just yeah. barely. Yeah, and Manchester by the Sea was Amazon as well. I guess Uncut 7, no, Uncut, or Uncut Gems is A24. That's right. But mm. The Goldfinch and... Um, uh, the one with uh, Marriage Story, Camille, Camille Nanjani was uh, the one um, where he, the big sick was um, uh, Amazon, where it was in theaters mm-hmm. first and, then, and then made its way back to Amazon. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I want to see this one because you have been raving about it. It's really good. It. Yeah. yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. And it really made me, gave me a new appreciation for, uh, and you learned a little something about chicken poop. Yeah. I learned a little something about chicken poop. Exactly. Yes. Did he ever run around going, no, 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 no. Did he ever do that? There is, there is homage to that in the first few minutes of the film. Mm. That's right. how you know the main character is, uh, is uh, referencing Shia LaBeouf. Fantastic. That's, That's the best part. Yes. Good news, everyone. All right. Uh, well, let me uh, now play this. I'm playing this now. 
Uh, this is my clip. Let's see if you guys can figure it out. And if I gave Brian enough hints earlier. The only hint I'll give you is it is film. It is a film. It is actually kind of old now, but I never saw it. Those are your only hints. Here you go. Each of you must vote according to your conscience. But remember this. In your hands, upon this moment, lies the future happiness of my people and the peace of this realm. Let that be upon your conscience also. Okay, guesses. Uh, is Kate that Blanch Tolkien? No, it's no. Kate Blanchett. It is Kate Blanchett. Yeah, oh, I do that too, Brian. I get their voices mixed up. They're very yeah. similar voices. Once you get stuck in thinking that's Tilda Swinton, then that's all, yeah. that's all you can see. When I was thinking done. Lord of the Rings, but I'm like, I don't think they voted in <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I don't think they voted. <laughs> I vote to take the ring. <laughs> you have my Lord vote. Yeah, definitely not Lord of the Rings. Um, okay. I'll, I'll give you, you know what I'll say? This is prior to Lord of the Rings. So this gives you an, an idea. It was in the 90s. Oh, um, 1998 to be in particular. Elizabeth? That is correct. Elizabeth ah. is correct. All right, so it's about Queen Elizabeth the first. Uh, the, Didn't she get two nominations the year? that? Because she did get a nomination for Elizabeth, and I want to say she got a second nomination for something else the same year. Uh, well, so she's been nominated for that role, for that character in two different movies. She was in Elizabeth and then Elizabeth, The Golden Age, That's, which came out in 2007, okay. I think. Mm -hmm. Same director. It's a sequel. It's later in her reign sort of stuff. Sure. Um, and I've not seen that yet, although that is also streaming on Netflix, so I plan to follow this up and watch that. Um, look, you're not going to like this if you don't like historical drama. If you don't like stuff that's set way in the back and, uh, you know, is, is being super true to the era, uh, I don't know what to tell you if you're not going to like this because this is one of those. Um, but this is a very good one of those. And she's amazing in this. Like, I can see this is pretty much the thing that put her on the map. And rightly so. Um, it's just she's mind-bogglingly good as Queen Elizabeth and I didn't know a lot of the stuff surrounding her rise to power. I've forgotten that she was sort of the bastard child of King uh, uh, Henry and what's her name that he beheaded. I forgot her name. Uh, Anne Boleyn was her name. That was her name. Oh, Anne Boleyn. Sure. So she was like not supposed to rule. The queen that was there after he after Henry died was a total crank and she hated everything and she ended up dying miserably. And the only thing you could do in the bloodline was to have Elizabeth do it. But nobody wanted her in there. All these other people were vying for power. Uh, Christopher Eccleston is insanely good in this movie. Uh, Speaking he plays, of Doctor Who. Yeah, he's very, Ooh, very good. Uh, he's really good in it. And so is, oh gosh, everybody. Paul Fox, uh, Terrence Rigby is amazing. James Fran's in this. I swear he's in every historical drama I've ever made, James Fran. You know him more recently from... Uh, He's Spock's dad, uh, Sarah. Oh, okay. You know the guy. On Discovery, yeah. Is this now? This is Elizabeth the Golden Age or Elizabeth? This is just the one Elizabeth. Just the first one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the Golden so Age. 2007. She got the double nomination for Elizabeth the Golden Age, and then the I'm Not There, the Bob Dylan. Oh, um, that was the, that was the year. Oh, okay. We just talked about this on the trivia yep. thing. Okay. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's all coming together. All right. Yeah. So, but what's interesting is she's getting that she's getting that nomination for the exact same role. Uh, cool. or character, I should say, and now there's a new one in the make. Uh, same director, same everybody. That is the final chunk of the reign of Queen Elizabeth, 
and I forgot what it's called. Uh, some other name. Anyway, that's all being announced or being worked on or whatever. Um, I'm bummed out that I missed this the first time through. It's very, very good. And if you like that sort of stuff and you like really period accurate costumes and makeup and that sort of stuff and, and the language of the time that it's set in, you're really going to like it. Um, I forgot. Did you watch The Queen yet? Yes, I love The Queen. Oh, no, The Favorite, not The Favorite. It's no, called The Favorite. No, I've never seen The Favorite. Oh, watch that. Is The Favorite good? Oh, so good. It's really good. Oh, yeah, Olivia so Coleman. Right now, Olivia Coleman is one of those people that uh, I like everything she's in. Oh, right. This is the one from a couple years ago that won the, yeah. all the stuff. Emma Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom- and, uh, Thomas. Thompson. Emma Thompson. Thompson. Emma, uh, Emma no, it's Emma Stone. Emma, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Oh, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> and Rachel Weisz. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot Joseph. Could have also been Rachel Sweet or Rachel. Yeah, of course. Rachel. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, I forgot to friends. mention that Kelly <laughs> Kelly McDonald's in this. She's amazing. Joseph Fiennes is in oh. this, who's like a total douchebag on the. Uh, oh yeah, uh, he is. What do you call he's it? Awful what's in that, it? What's that thing? And uh, anyway, he's also the Shakespeare and Love guy. Anyway, he's good in this, but he's a douche. He's always a douche. That's his job. Uh, Lily Allen in a weird little role as a he lady a in waiting. Face. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Jeffrey Rush, I forgot to mention him. He's amazing in this. Jeffrey Rush is. Wow. Richard Attenborough's in this. So uh, I remember seeing this when it came out, yeah. and I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I liked it. If you probably, I, I feel like I like these things. The more, the older I get, the more I appreciate these kind <laughs> of like serious period dramas. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just get into them here and there. And this, uh, this just really got me. So if you want to see a thing that holds up too, that's the other thing. Doesn't feel like uh, nineteen ninety eight. Holds up to the nineteenth century. Yeah, it feels like it was just made like two two days ago. It feels brand new, (laughs) even though some of these faces have gotten a lot older. Like Jeffrey Rush looks downright young in this, but um, it's it's very good. I like it. Also, the 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 French are nuts, man. The the freaking French (laughs) in that era, like what the what the frick were the French doing? It's it's going to be hard to top my favorite kate blanchett movie right now which is indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull right. but i'm gonna give this one a shot just okay. to see if it might be better better than that one. yeah i'm not gonna say that it'll oh, be to brian but I'm, i think it's worth doing oh yeah another shia <laughs> I, think it, I think it was shia that was his downfall was that movie i think shia oh, LaBeouf's downfall was, uh, transformers yeah i think transformers no, he did, left a scar I he on him did that. was transformers before indiana jones oh yeah the first one was Oh, yeah. About a year. No, 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 no. The thing is, the buff's got chance. He's got talent. There's nothing wrong with him. He's just the buff. And then he's also weird in real life. Like he's always running around doing weird shit and getting arrested. Paper bag on his head and the just do it video. And the, uh, he's just when he watched all of his movies and filmed himself. Yeah, he's weird. Yeah, did you see that? It was like a marathon of all of his movies, mm-hmm. and you could watch him watching all of his movies. Oh, that's really funny. No, yeah. I didn't hear about that. It he does a lot of right. performance art. I'm going to make a podcast where you can listen to me listen to all of my podcasts. <laughs> I'm in. Sign me up. That's a brilliant idea. I just I appreciate him just trying. You know, I feel sure. like he just sure. he's it's just performance out art. there. You got to kind of throw he's, stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Mm-hmm. He's just trying. I'll bet. Know? I'll bet. Well, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. I was going to. I was going to. I'm, I'm listening. I'll wait until the news story happens because I have an. I have a theory about Shia LaBeouf, but it's not. It's total. It is total slander until it happens. So I'm not going to say it. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> well, watch. Watch Honey Boy before all that happens. Okay. So that I, you and can the peanut butter Falcon. All right. Falcon, fair yeah. enough. Hey, uh, Nicole, or, lay oh, it on us. I'm sorry, you didn't say where Elizabeth is streaming. Did you? Oh, Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. Netflix. Okay. And the sequels there as well. If you uh, want to just rip through that whole thing, and I'm going to start cool. that one this week sometime. So. 
Cool, cool. There you go. All right, Nicole. Oh, and there. That's, uh-huh. What's interesting is those those sequels are all like ten years apart or more. Like it was ten years between the yeah, first one and the second one, and yeah. now here we are, more than ten, like fourteen years later. She's doing a new one. It's just that's insane to me. And it also that's about right for the depictions of when she's in her career as queen. Are those chunks of years apart? It's interesting. Anyway, Nicole, lay it on yeah. us. What do you got? Hey, I. I just wanted to give a quick thank you to Carter for sending me her Patreon oh, art. Oh, look at that. that one's <laughs> I a, love I'd it. love that one, too. I got my little button up, and I'm I'm trying to find a place for the sticker that she sent me. So yeah, her she's her, insanely talented. Her and her sister are killing it, and uh, they're doing this little Patreon thing on the side together, and it's fun yeah. to watch. Fun to watch them doing it. It's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. my Oh, I got to give you my clip. Yeah. Look away, Brian. Uh, look away. Look away, Brian. Down, not looking. Scrolling, <laughs> scrolling. Avert your eyes, Brian. Avert them. <laughs> avert it. Avert it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to hit play. Not here. sure if you've already talked about it, but I have to talk about it. All right. Here we go. Let's see what we got. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, check it out. We're here. Welcome to Key House. Oh. I could never get your father to talk about his life here. My kids need a home. Does it have to be this home? Hello? Are you my echo? Yes. Yes. Key house is filled with amazing keys. All right. This is... <laughs> We've talked about it, but not on recommendals, because I don't think either of us have watched it yet. Not yet. I... Finished it. So this is a wonderful ten-part movie. <laughs> oh, oh, like the like the Irishman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is Lock and Key. It's yes. a Netflix original. It came out of nowhere for me. Uh, I I actually had read the comics back when I was pregnant with Mateo because yeah. uh, I was laid up in bed and just devoured it. It's and so I gave good. them just recently to my mom before I knew Lock and Key was coming out. I'm like, oh, mom, you should try. You should read these. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And then she got hooked. Oh, on nice. uh, and so this just came out last week. Yeah, it's and been out I, a week. I, I finished it last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it's rated team 14. So not for little ones, but also it's not super gory or anything like that. There's a lot of suspense. Mm-hmm. Um I loved it. I loved it so much. Do you and like the, I can't you, wait. good adaptation then? They, they, they I stuck thought it, it was brilliant. Okay. There's, e- cool. there's even a cameo from Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. And I had to do a double take for a minute because I swear it was Stephen King. Yeah, he looks just like his dad. It's weird. Just like him. Yeah. Uh, I, so the story, if you're wondering, uh, is the, the key house is full of these magical keys and the lock kids uh, come back to the key house after their father's murdered in Seattle. And so you're kind of weaving, unraveling the story of the history of the house. And if you've read the comics, it actually, I feel helps with watching the show Mm. because you kind of get a sense of what's going on. There's deeper. I don't think it ruined the show for me at all. I think they did a great job casting the kids. Um, They, they change a, 
few things, but nothing that made me go, oh, that's awful. That was an awful. That's what Steven said. Steven said they had changed a couple of things that would be noticeable yeah. if you were fans of the comic, but that it yeah. uh, that may actually be for the better be, for the format. Like it's just better for this. Right. Kind of to streamline it. I think they yeah. cut uh, their Uncle Duncan out a little. I mean, he's in there, but nothing I think like you have in the comics. Yeah. In the comics, you have more room to breathe on certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, with the comics, too, I think they dole, they like introduce the keys a little slower. In this, you get right into it, and you get to see these keys in action. So the head key is a big one where you can actually unlock. You put it the the lock is actually it shows up on the back of your head, and you put it in, and you can go inside your mind mm-hmm. and look at memories and and do different things. Um, what they don't understand or, or what they don't explain, which I'm sure they will in the next season, because they do set it up for season two is how these keys came to be. You get little hints about it. Mm-hmm. And of course you're, if you're like me, I've already dove into it on Wikipedia. Cause I was like, I can't remember what, how did the keys get made? So it's all out there. If you really want to know, uh, I'd like knowing because then it gives you more context as you're watching the show. So yeah, Joe I love Hill, it. It's what introduced me to Joe Hill in the first place. I'd never read his books or any other stuff that he had done uh, until I read the comic. And I was so in love with that thing that I went out and read like three of his books in a row. He's yeah. great. Like he is, he is truly uh Stephen King's son, but at the same time, he's, he's got a very unique take on stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I I'm, love it. I love that this worked worked out i'm hearing hearing that it's i haven't watched it yet like i said but i'm i'm very excited about getting in there. i almost think the comics are they're talking about in the chat room it's it's a little bit more graphic like there's i mean i know it's a graphic novel but <laughs> just more a little bit gory there's like the way they depict certain things happening sure. in the comics so sure. it's a little bit darker um i think this is a little lighter like i said i think you know if if Matea was probably 10, I'd probably say, Hey, let's watch this together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, I wasn't sure how CW it was going to go, mm-hmm. but it, 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 it wasn't that CW for me. It, it lightens, <laughs> it lightens it up a little bit is what I've heard. So that it's just mm-hmm. not quite so harsh. Um, yeah. And it's, I will say it's still pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's some, uh, scenes with the well lady, um, that are, can get pretty intense mm. so i i loved it oh, i loved it horns is that other joe, joe hill movie right horns oh yeah the chat room's talking about it the one with daniel radcliffe oh, where he has horns was that ho- did he do that that's a that's a joe hill book uh, i did not realize that and i think i i know i recommended that movie yeah it's cool years ago you didn't know it was joe hill though that's funny i See, didn't you just like him and you just like him intrinsically you just like him See, i do not porns, he- porns. <laughs> porns. <laughs> Daniel Gradcliffe in porns. porns. Well, and then he has that Nosferatu show on FX that I keep meaning to watch. Oh, right. I keep hearing that's pretty cool. I don't know what, did yeah. he write that? He's just an executive, or something's cool about that with him, he's, I forget. Yeah, he's tied into it somehow. He also, so, so if you've ever read the, is it the Fireman? The Fire? Ah! Ah! It's a really good book. Joe Hill's, my favorite Joe Hill book is called The... Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Joe Hill book, The Fire. Is it The Fireman? 
Oh, it's gonna annoy fireman. Fire. What well, is, it, what's it is the fireman. Power, That's right? it. <laughs> it is the fireman. I love the fireman. Controls water. Surprisingly, you'd think with a name, you'd have something else. Yeah. Excelsior. <laughs> it is called. It is the fireman. It's very good. If you're looking for a good book recommendation and you and you like like uh, society and chaos stories, mm. uh, Joe Hill's mm-hmm. The Fireman is very good. It's a, it's a book. Yeah. Or it's a book. Not a comic. No, it's okay. a book. It'll probably end up in. You know, it, this will end up getting an adaptation of some sort because it's it's really good. He's just going to do like his dad. He's just going to. Well, I'm reading a book that was co-written Stephen King and one of his sons. I don't know if it was Joe Hill, though, but it's like um, something beauty where oh, all the women. Right. Uh, the women go to sleep and if you wake them up, they get crazy. <laughs> Right. Something like that. I don't know. Uh, I'm like, that sounds like me. I'm going to read this book. <laughs> don't I'm gonna, wake me up. I'm going to find this. This is Joe Hill book with Stephen King. And oh my gosh, my microphone. I have to fix this today. Uh, here it is. It's called. Nope. I can't find it. I thought I had it. I don't have it. Oh, The Institute. Is that the one? No. No, no, no. I read. No. Stephen King just wrote that, and I read it, and it was amazing. Sleeping Beauties is what it's called. My microphone is being so stupid. I'm gonna wrestle it until. Okay, there we go. Gosh Aww. dang it! Oh, I got it. It's just it's starting to. It's either dying on me, or I just gotta clean it. I don't know what's going on, but I'm just like got horrible contact dust going on or something. I've been spitting into it for too long. Anyway, so there you go. Lock and Key on Netflix now. Key. Original series uh, streaming in full. And it was how many episodes that thing? Eight, ten, twelve? Ten. Okay. Yeah, there are ten. Ten I Owen can do with. King. It, wasn't, it wasn't Joe Hill. It was Owen King that wrote the Sleeping Beauties with his dad. Okay, so the other kid. Boy, they got a it's talented the other... family there, don't they? Yeah, they do. Jeez. I'm, gonna be, yeah. I'm seriously going to jam this microphone up my own butt. I'm so pissed. <laughs> It doesn't seem like it's going to solve anything. Probably won't. Owen. Owen. Uh, excellent. All right, Nicole. Uh, always good. Here's the deal, though. If you want to follow these things that we've talked about, you can do so by following Nicole at Nicole Spag on Twitter, and she will post those so that you can find them easily and concisely. Yay. Nicole, have a fantastic day. Bye. See you See next ya. time. Bye now. Aww. There she goes. That's the end of that, Brian. Okay. All right. I believe you. And the show, except to say, hey, don't forget to support us at patreon.com slash TMS. This Friday, there'll be a PM edition of the show because we do those uh, uh, for patrons every week. And you're like, wait, didn't those used to be on the main feed? Yeah, they did, but we pulled them back. Now they're behind the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. They're back over there behind the wall. And that means that if you want to get in, it's like a buck a month or something. It's not. It's like the lowest level possible. We'd be that's happy right. if you did a higher level, but if you do a low one, that's fine. That'll get you the PM edition as well mm-hmm. as post and pre-content for every day that we record the show. All that stuff available at patreon.com slash TMS with many this other This Friday, benefits. 60 solid minutes of my dog making weird noises she's still, in her stomach. She's still doing it. Still, still doing it. Yeah. Hope she's she's curled up in a very tight circle right now, um, which I think is like uh, like acting like an accordion where it kind of like pushes, uh, oh pushes noise through Great. her. Well, hopefully it doesn't come out the other end soon. Yeah. Uh, also our website frogpants.com slash TMS and we love your emails themorningstream at gmail.com let's play a song shall we let's play a song to get us out of here this one going out to our friend Peter Fisher he says hey spatula and brush another year another song request most years the covermeister picks songs from albums I hadn't heard from before 
or hadn't heard before and it becomes my next purchase. Last year's was from an out-of-print CD, Sad Face. Mm. So this year, I'm looking for a song from one of the following artists, Styx, The Who, or Rush. As for the genre, the usual, bluegrass, ska, or big band. Thanks, Peter Fisher. Nice. All right, so bluegrass, ska, or big band version of a Styx, Who, or Rush song. We're going to go with uh, bluegrass, and we're going to go with The Who. And this is this is borderline bluegrass, kind of a little bit of rockabilly in there as well but i think you're gonna to want to pick this up uh billy bob thornton in addition to being an actor who was in uh some movie with shia labeouf and some movie with Kate blanchett i'm sure <laughs> mm-hmm. uh also was with a band called the box masters and there's a very funny and awkward interview online where he gets pissed off about um the interviewer asking him more about his movie career than about his music with the Boxmasters. He gets belligerent and angry about it. It's Gosh. Well, well, well. Imagine that. Billy Bob Thornton getting angry and belligerent. Huh. Yeah, weird. Also, if you're gonna t- if you're talking to Billy Bob Thornton, you're not there to talk about his band. So what do you what's he <laughs> t- thinking? Anyway. Well, I would argue that this band is pretty damn Boxmasters. Sorry. All right. You done? <laughs> yeah. Are this you done? thing is killing I can barely hear you when it's doing it, so that's all the reason okay. I had it. Sorry, all go right. ahead. Uh <laughs> So the Boxmasters is uh, the name of the band and the name of the album. The song is The Kids Are All Right, a great classic Who song covered by Billy Bob Thornton and the boys. Here are the Boxmasters. I don't mind other guys dancing with my
stop this car. Put that thing down, you can put somebody's eye out with that thing. Don't make me take off my belt. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Rubinoff and his violin.